Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Sean, Karen. Matthew. It's good to be back. What is up? I, I just have a question. I just want to know, how do you guys think about doing this show? Like, what is your attitude towards recording this podcast? Do you have a positive well, attitude about yourselves? I'm Are only you doing great? stuff that that I that to me has purpose, Matt, that has meaning. You know, I'm not running. Mm. I'm not paper chasing anymore, Matt. Those mm. years are behind That's beautiful. me. I'm all about, you know, let's create meaning and purpose or I'm just not interested. That is so beautiful. Karen, I, I assume you're, you're the exact same way. It, it's, is that? I am doing this podcast strictly for the money. <laughs> but when that goes, I'm gone. So. Well, people, this is what we're here to discuss. Today's show, it's all about rethinking our relationships to work. It's your attitude, your mentality, the, your energy, your whole focus. Your job basically should have meaning, if not a sense of purpose. Even if you're cleaning floors at a hospital, you should know that you're a critical part of the puzzle that's helping to heal people. All of our work, all of our roles, basically, they work together for the larger picture. So, mm-hmm. Sean, what, break, break, it, break it down a little further, Sean. Take, you already broke down your mentality, which was beautiful. So take us to the next level on this. Um. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I was in like my COVID meditation that I do every now, every day, every morning for a half hour. I just, you know, try to think of nothing, Matt, you know, because, you know, COVID has helped a lot of us reflect on whether, you know, our purpose, overall purpose, just in jobs have meaning and purpose to our lives, Matt. You know, you know, COVID has helped many of us, prompted us many of us to figure out what is our true purpose? What are we doing? here? What, what are we doing between hours of nine to five? How can we give meaning to it? So I think this show is about, you know, people that have come to me and asked me, you know, what I think they should do. What should they be doing? 
figuring out what they do. This is there now, but what's your relationship with work and where do you go from here? I think COVID has also made it okay to think about our mental health more and, you know, I think like, and spiritual health because your sense of meaning and purpose is like not just mental and emotional. It's, it's part of your like spiritual well-being. And apparently a poll showed that this right now is the unhappiest that Americans have been in 50 years. Maybe we need a mental health crisis to make us aware of the need for mental health awareness and, and the, the need to just feel purposeful in our lives and yeah, we can maybe maybe look to work for that well that's very interesting you say that karen i mean matt can you help us out what was it what was a workplace like 60 years ago like you know this unhappiness <laughs> the last 60 years well I mean, you young whippersnappers let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think about work back in the day that um and i don't know this because i'm not that old sean but it feels like people, um, they would understand the the need to just, whatever their job was. I, okay, hold on. I guess what I'm trying to say is it feels like today people are, have an inability or they can't just do the job a lot of times. They're, they're, they're you know, wanting to be the boss or they want to be a superstar. They want mm -hmm. to get on TV as opposed to like, it seems like back in the day, I think, yeah, there were no reality shows. There were no, like, it, people just went and did the, to the widget shop and, and the widget factory. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but they were also, but to devil's advocate, Matt, they were also getting a widget pension, and they were being, getting widget benefits <laughs> and getting widget insurance. That's and now everybody's, everybody's a freelancer. Nobody gets, nobody's got some kind of a contract. For the first 10 years that I was out of college, my parents kept asking me when I was going to get a job with a pension. And at a certain point, I was like, we can't even have this conversation if you're going to keep saying pension to me. I, what is that even? I think, you know what, it's like, I, I, I just would love to find like that middle ground with the mentality. Like, I feel like sometimes it's hard to find people, and I'm speaking really broad stroke, which I hate. So I apologize to everyone and to myself. Everyone's different. You're going to find hardworking people now and lazy people back in the day. You're going to find hardworking people then and lazy people now. But I just feel like sometimes the mentality of just taking pride in your job, mm -hmm. whatever era or generation you're in, that to me should be a timeless thing. If, if you're living your dream, obviously it's easy to be, you know, pride, have pride in the job. I, I want to be a you know, a, a singer in a band, or I want to be a basketball player, I want to be an actor, and all of a sudden you're, 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 you achieve those dreams and you're on this grand stage doing your thing, I, I think, you know, okay, of course. But if you are in a space in life, maybe you finish school, maybe you're in midlife, maybe you're transitioning and you have a job that may not be your dream job, there should mm -hmm. still be a sense of like pride in your performance and your work ethic and just you know, because it's just a necessity. You got to work. You're right. Well, and and you're, you're you're right. Well, well, work work is our our work connects us to everyone else around us. We're part of a thing. You know, I know everybody wants to be like it, it, everybody is the star of their own movie and everything, and you are. But work is meaningful by default. I think that's a good point, um, Matt. It, it connects you to the world, and you know, I've had times of like working less or during the pandemic, kind of not working, and it's weird. It it contributes to a sense of isolation and like purposelessness. I would agree. And, you know, I love where we're going with this show. You know, Matt, people don't know, Matt and I have known each other for like 20 plus years. And when we first met Matt, I mean, the hustle was different. You know what I mean? The purpose was different. You're about like getting that money, you know, in your respected <laughs> field that you specialized in, whether it was out of college or whether just your overall, what you think you had a skill set at. And you're about your purpose and meaning was like, Let's get this money. We were all like in the early 2000, late 90s. That's that was everybody's sense of happiness. Like we were all like, 
excuse me, young people striving to make that six figure salary. And it didn't matter how you got there, as long as you got there. And we were all like gunning for that, no matter what you did. You know, at least I could say kind of in New York, you know. And I think now COVID, which, you know, I'm not saying COVID was a good thing, but it was like a timeout and a time of reflection. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is a time where everybody peaked with more using therapy, more using life coaches, because people yeah. were like, you know, why am I really doing this rat race? Why is this purpose? And, you know, Karen mentioned this, a, a great point, and I just want to echo it. Just because your purpose may be to make widgets, but you may not be making widgets, but you may be waking icicles, which leads to the overall <laughs> big scheme of things in life that's giving the true global perspective on purpose and meaning. And people have to understand that, you know, only a third of one in every three employees are actually doing their purpose, but doesn't mean you failed. It's, you could have you know, and you can live an unselfish life where you have a greater purpose to some human mankind global perspective thing. So I just want people to understand, like this show is not about like, you know, and it's funny I did this show because I have so many people, life coaches, and they were like, oh, you got to find your purpose. You got to find your meaning. And I, when I was researching this, so that's not necessarily true. Hmm. You could find, you could give purpose, you know, like, for example, Matt. You mean mother, purpose can be a choice. Like have it, finding meaning can be a choice. It doesn't just right. have to come to you. What comes to my mind is like Matt's mother-in-law, I always mention her because I love her to death, Miss Scarlett. You know, I've seen her purpose being around making sure Matt and his, his wife are good. Their, their home situation is good so they can focus on their work. You know, that lady would make sure their laundry is done, the house is in order, food is done. And she had that sense of purpose to make sure that everything is around so that Matt and his wife can be home and focus on other things. So I just want to make clear with this show, it's not about... Connect, to be successful life may not be about finding your true purpose, but helping all with a, you know, in a macro perspective. I don't know if that makes sense. Also, it, it would be poor, uh, poor form for me to not echo and, and also agree that my mother-in-law is awesome. So if you're, if you're, if you're, listening, if you're listening, I co-sign that 100%. And only one in every ten, only one in ten, one in every ten son-in-law says that about their mother-in-law. By the way, so you know, Matt saying it. <laughs> These are grown people problems. I'm saying I listen to a mother-in-law story. You're holding your kid. I live the most selfish life in the world. I just perform for you know. I work for ten minutes a pop. <laughs> I do an hour podcast. Um, but yeah, I like but my selfish life you. too. Well, no, here's the thing. Look, look, look. You add to the look. whole echo too, Karen. I don't want to cut you off, but you add to the whole echo too because I know going to comedy shows, it just puts you in a different place. It takes your mind off whatever problems you have. You mm. have that deep-hearted laugh. That's all a sense of purpose and a sense of need. And even if you don't think you're funny, go on stage. A few people might think you're funny, Karen. And oh, you, they're telling me. No, I, I think it. I, <laughs> I think well, it. yesterday at the show, there was a guy who was like very, very appreciative. Like he was so grateful. And he like, he said that he was like, you know, we really need this after COVID. Like, thank you guys for making me laugh. Everybody made me laugh so hard. And you know, who do I send this medical bill to? I slipped a disc laughing. Like it was really nice. And it was, um, it was just a really sweet thing to say and it felt good to hear. That being said, that's not why I do comedy. <laughs> I do comedy because it makes me feel good to make people laugh because it makes me feel like I am funny. Um, and the okay. side effect of that also, <laughs> the meaning is a side effect of that kind of my personal selfish need to connect and my selfish need to be validated in that way. So wait, 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 let, 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 let me unpack this a little bit. So you're saying, you, your reason for doing comedy is not about 
the recipient, me getting any enjoyment. It's about you. Nobody's enjoy- reason for comedy. No one's reason for doing comedy is is because you it's. Figured out that this girl is selfish. For the it, took, it took you a hundred shows to figure there's out. There's no a, a comic. You just figured that, that is, out. It's not about there's no world. altruistic like, comedy. There's, it never hits you mad that Karen's purpose is about making Karen happy. <laughs> that never hits you at any time. Is our purpose not all to make us uh, us happy? Well, I don't right, have any kids, that's, so that's, that would that's, be my purpose. But that's my point. It's like, okay, like on a ground level, everyone's purpose in general, for the most part, is some sort of, you know, self, you know, happiness or there's something for yourself in it. But I'm just saying in the c- comic uh, world with a, a comedian, a stand-up comedian in an mm. audience, it's such a connected, like, experience. It is. yeah. It's like, it, it's like, Okay, you may not care that I'm laughing, but part of I the care. job is right. No, it I, just seems like it's like I care the a, most, uh, but I I I care for. Here's the thing: I care, but but it works both ways for the audience too. I care because it makes me feel good. It validates me. I love it. I feel connected also to the audience, but in, the audience isn't laughing to stoke my ego or necessarily even to connect with me. They're laughing because they, we are connecting. It just is happening. They're not, no, I'm not doing them a favor and they're not doing me a favor either. Does that make sense? If I weren't funny, they wouldn't be like, we should just laugh because, you know, it makes the world a better place. Like, you know, I've, I've also right. bombed terribly. Right, right, right. <laughs> I get that. I guess I'm just thinking like, part. it's like part of the job is like, you know, me saying something funny and you laughing is, it, you know, great, cool. Now on to the next joke. <laughs> <laughs> Exchange, but anyway. Well, the fact that people get something more than just that particular transaction out of it, and obviously comics get more than that out of it too. Like you do form a genuine connection with people. Um, that is very meaningful and purposeful. But I feel like that's that's the after effect of doing comedy. Okay, people, if you're keeping score at home, Karen is a comic and she doesn't care if you laugh. I know I exclusively care if you laugh. I care if you laugh, but I care because I care. All right, we, we understand that, but let's move on. <laughs> the next point we want to discuss here, work does not have to be your ultimate calling to be meaningful and fulfilling. So even if you don't have a passion, like, oh, I'm working in, I've always dreamt of being X, Y, or Z, maybe you found yourself in a career path. Maybe you found yourself working at a job that you never expected to be there. You know, so thinking of your work as your primary calling can lead to disappointment. Like some people say, you not you are not I am more than what I do you know it's like mm-hmm. I am not my job like you're, you're and that's more than- so hard here because the the American way also specifically is what's the first question we ask somebody oh what, what do you do, do? For a living? because we do identify like he they, and I know in maybe in other places I'm sure in other places it's a variation but like we as a American people are kind of not great about that we always identify people with their jobs well yeah, and, I, and I try to do the European way and it's like on the tip of my tongue. I'm not gonna ask it, so I'm not gonna ask it. And I'm not gonna ask it, and I'm trying not to ask it, but I want to ask it. You know what but I mean? How like, else do you like, decide uh, if someone's a worthwhile, purposeful, meaningful human being or not? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the key to finding meaning at work is reframing the task at hand and looking at it in the context of meaning and realizing it has a greater purpose. Connecting to something bigger. You are a part of the world's ecosystem. So it's basically understanding that you know we are all connected. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you, you don't have to be curing cancer. You could just be making food for someone at the local diner, but someone needed to eat that food. You, you you may not be, you know, solving the biggest problem on the planet, but maybe whatever you, you did, whatever you're doing today is adding to a business that's feeding families. So there's it's just 
a greater connectivity to what you're doing than just. But also, I, I would. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I also think that like every industry is also its own ecosystem. You know, so for I can speak to comedy, but there's people at every level, right? Of course, there's the big, big, big stars and names, but there's the people that run little shows that you know book a lot of comics, and we all get to work out our material there. There's you know there's people who run the open mics. There's people who've been doing that for like 30 years. They're part of the comedy ecosystem. You know, just because your name's on a bill, not on a billboard somewhere, or you're not headlining Caroline's or whatever, doesn't mean that you're like an important part of it. Like, you know, there's these people who have been around forever. There's a, that, there is a place there for you. Like we also need you. I would say this also, like, I'm tired of hearing the people say, I'm trying to find my purpose. I, I declined this $2 million job because it's not part of my purpose. Ain't nobody because told you that. Who said that? It, not man. one single person. Not names. one single person. I, I swear <laughs> to you, I don't want to It's call like those names. memes. Zero There's people, not one person, no one at all. Listen, I'm serious. Sean Linda, everybody turns down $2 million jobs. It's not their purpose. What's that? Because <laughs> I'll be whipped down for it. But I have a particular friend that's very close to me who I love, Matt, and, she, you know, she was she was with me at one of your events, and you know every time I try to throw something at her, it's always like, you know, it's not my purpose, it's not my calling. And I, I doubt just, whatever you threw at her had two thousand two million dollars attached to it. But my point is trying to go, to, and this is why I loved researching this because it really opened my eyes. I was like, because yeah. I was before I researched this show, I was like on that mission, find your purpose, find your purpose, or, or do or die, find your purpose. And I was just like, this show like made me realize think a little different. Mm. It can be a costly exercise to spend a lifetime or purpose of finding your purpose and then realizing turning down other opportunities. I was talking to my friend about it today. Like I never wanted to ship boxes. You know, that wasn't mm -hmm. my calling in life. <laughs> like I wasn't like going to school in high school and college. Like I'm going to be a box shipper. I'm going to ship. I want to ship. I want to lift 50 pound boxes. Come to me, come to my warehouse. I'm going to be a shipper. No, but it's like, <laughs> it, 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 I found my way in that respective field and I found purpose out of it. I found meaning yeah. from it. You know what I mean? And I think also people, people have like, kids and stuff. Like your job can be a conduit to meaning for other things. Like supporting your family is a really meaningful activity and you're allowed for that to fulfill you <laughs> no matter what the job is. Can I give a public service announcement? Please. Listen, people, it's simple. Sometimes in life there are cliche oh, he took, he took or his, took his glasses off, guys. Pay attention. Oh, oh my god. Oh, he did, yeah. Oh no, this I've is serious now. This is serious, guys. Like his glasses are off. He's ready to lay it May I continue? Go ahead, All right. Oftentimes in life there are nope. cliche, broad stroke, kind of universal things that people throw out there, like, oh, find your passion or whatever. Like at a certain point as adults, we need to use the W word wisdom mm. so obviously if you have a passion or if you're searching for your passion i don't think that's ever a bad thing but you can't do that at the you know expense of, of paying your bills and 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 keeping a home and your necessities i don't think i think I feel so like maybe you are attacking it. millennials <laughs> we all feel so attacked no we will not pay our rent we will find our purpose <laughs> and who are you matthew to tell me otherwise <laughs> i'm just saying your parents home with a guitar in your hand that's what i picture like don't worry mom and dad i'm gonna i'm 50 years old i'm still gonna be this musician that you want me to be like they gotta pay your rent they gotta pay food for you well, I just think both that. things can be true. Sorry, Karen, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I, you know, it's funny. When I talk to new comics, like young comics, not that I'm such an old comic, but like, you know, I've been doing it for a minute. But, you know, people will say like, what's your advice? What do you, what's your advice for someone who likes just starting? And my advice is 
you know, obviously they're finding their purpose in doing this, but my advice is always like in the opposite direction, which is like, what is your plan? Right. And I guess it's not the opposite direction, but it's the pragmatic direction because the purpose thing's great. If you're doing something creative or you found your niche or whatever, you are finding your purpose. And I love that for you. But yes, you have to pay rent. <laughs> if you're going to be a professional, be a professional. What is the plan? How are you going to leverage this to make money? You can't. It is there is meaning in paying your rent as well and there's also so there's purpose there's passion and then there's payments like you got to make payments <laughs> like, I, I, I would say like maybe maybe if you're if it's like i'm passionate about playing guitar but maybe i'm not good enough to be some world-renowned guitar player but I, that doesn't mean i have to stop playing i can go yeah. to work pay my bills then come home and play guitar like i you can also do other stuff you can you can teach you can write music you can produce like you know i i know someone who was like so bent out of shape for freaking ever over not choosing a music career choosing some other career but the tr that was a choice and being upset about it is a choice like you could have produced music and done behind the scenes stuff or edited or whatever whatever like managed people or i, I don't even know coached what what do i know about I, music do you I, know I, what I tell mean? my i tell my i told my nephew when he was in high school like listen i think you're a decent basketball player but you ever think about being a referee like being an nba referee you still get to hang around the superstars you 20%. still get it's a 40 year career you're like nah 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 now that he's 31 man uncle sean i should have been a referee i tell <laughs> trying to tell my son that like become an nba ref they have camps everything like that that can put you on that path mm -hmm. no i want to play point guard for the golden state warriors i'm just like you know being a ref is not a bad you, 40 year career telling the michael jordan of the world Sit down. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> Take a breath. Get out of this game. Technical foul to you. That's not a bad choice. And you're still around the game. But, so know, Sean, Sean Loki figured out the nice way to tell his loved ones that they suck. <laughs> like, hey, you know, pretty good game. You ever think about uh, becoming not a, doing uh, this? <laughs> you ever think about just not? <laughs> well, that, but that, but it's funny because it's like you know we're we're all you tell kids. I guess you're supposed to tell kids. I don't have kids, but you know, you can be whatever you want to be. The truth is you can't be whatever you want to be, but oh you can, God, but that's you can, that's where I'm getting the script of being an but, American. You but American. you, you can do, let me finish this sentence, but you can do what you want to do. So if you want to be around basketball, you can do that. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. You not everyone can be a basketball player. No, you can't be a basketball player if you're five one or whatever, or you just don't have the insane aptitude, but yeah, you can do what you want to do, anything you want to do. If you want to like work in, in outer space, you can, you know, and you're not a good scientist, you can sweep, sweep, sweep the solar panels on the space thing. Again, it's wisdom and balance. Like in, 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 in the date in the dating game, there may be a there may be a woman that's out of there may be a woman that's out of someone's league, but then some people might say, Well, shoot your shot. You might you ask her out and she says yes. But then once she does say no, you gotta keep it moving. So yes. you, think, you, you know, can't be her boyfriend, but you can be the guy that is always upset about not being her boyfriend. That's available. Yeah. She can come to you and like give you a hug if she needs one. You know, you can be that guy when she's out of a relationship to bring her by her coffee, bring her to the coffee machine and give her the puppy eye look and just wish that was you that she was complaining about. Like you can play that role. There ain't nothing wrong but with that's that. what I'm saying. You can't be anything. You can't just be anybody's boyfriend, but you can do what you want. Probably if it's not a felony, you can hang right. out with this chick if she doesn't so, call so the police. Just to reset the room here. The topic oh. here is rethinking, <laughs> rethinking our relationship with work. Right. It went off the rails for one second, but this is a good, meaningful discussion. Okay, people. So again, today's topic, it's rethinking your relationship with work. 
Um, we've covered quite a few scenarios and, and, and ways to, to view our lives and our journeys. Are you following your purpose, your passion? Are you just making payments or what are you doing? But at the end of the day, Uncle Matt here says, exercise some wisdom. You know, you, you got to find the balance in life, understand the connectivity here. We're all together on this planet. That's all light, lighters up, everyone. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, commercial break. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here for more Two Black Guys with Good Credit, rethinking our relationship with work. We'll be right back. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious, the financially knowledgeable, and for the people who are rethinking their relationships with work. That's what we're talking about today, people. So, Karen, yes. what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Well, some people listening to this show are going to freak out. <laughs> and we don't want you to freak out. We want you to, if you feel like a change is necessary for you, we support it. We love it for you. But you need to evaluate whether that's right for you at all and what kind of change you would like if you're finding that you would need fulfillment in the work or professional area of your life. So how do you know if you need a whole new career or just tweak the old one? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Only you can decide. But honestly, you know, it requires some thought. It's a considered decision. Some people have quit their jobs when really they just could have used a couple months off to take a little break and reset consider what they'd like. For other people, uh, the pandemic made them realize that they hated their jobs and didn't want to do it anymore and wanted a different job or a different career to go back to school. You're the only one who could decide for you, obviously. But if you are basically happy where you are, but could use some tweaks at work, maybe you can tweak some tasks or projects that you're working on or the way that you work at your existing job. Um, maybe that would lead to greater satisfaction. Maybe you could take on different responsibilities, take on more responsibility, hopefully for more money or get a pursue a promotion or work in a different department in the same company. It doesn't there's a lot of group middle area 
if you feel like maybe you're ready for some kind of change that would make your work life more fulfilling. I agree. I think everyone needs to reflect on what they need from their job. For example, zookeepers, hopefully they love animals, you know, as much or more than they love money. You know, if, if you don't like animals in your work, you're, you're a zookeeper, you're cleaning the animal's cage. Like that might not be a good gig for you. Other people's work <laughs> may allow them to do other things. Does your work increase your sense of fulfillment, purpose, and meaning, or does it not? What do you want your relationship with work to be? That's, that's, a side so I think that, question. Well, yeah. So uh, I'm so happy the millennial. I'm so happy the millennial Karen started this off because millennials <laughs> are so quick to just like quit and do something else. Quit and do. I'm glad. I'm so happy that you've re recognized and appreciate the tweak, Karen. I think that is so important that people need to understand. Like sometimes, well, like the drastic thing that millennials think. You know, they got to get a little old school, relax a little. Chill. Well, we love to quit jobs. Exactly. We love to dramatically quit jobs. But I will say we are getting old <laughs> and we are getting tired of moving from job to job. And, you know, honestly, maybe the choice, uh, maybe the right thing for you is to start a side hustle or to start your own business or whatever, or to make, you know, have an additional stream of income that is making money the way that you want to make money in addition to the way that you just have to make money to pay bills. There's so much that you can do. James Altucher, friend of the show and previous guest and author of the book, choose yourself. That's a book that speaks to this specifically where he really like the, the, the it's a great book because it talks about sort of finding meaning in work by just making it about yourself completely choose, making the choice to double down on yourself. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. I, w I would agree. And, you know, like I said, some, I'm not saying, like Karen said, it made a really important point is that, you know, you have to decide within yourself, but really and truly, like you could find meaning and purpose. You could repivot the meaning and purpose right in your own workplace by, like you said, if you're working at a hospital, maybe getting a new position at a hospital, maybe tweaking your responsibilities, maybe getting involved in different types of projects. That could be your sense of meaning or sense of purpose, you know? rather than thinking that you have to do a, a millennial 360. <laughs> um, well, a 360 lands you exactly where you were, which is something that millennials would 100% do. <laughs> That's why I said it, exactly, exactly. You'll be right back in the same position of unhappiness because you think change is good and your mind, you really didn't need the change, but you did and you're back in the same position of unhappiness. 100%, right? Well, also not happiness is not always external, right? But I also say, you know, I've I work for myself. I've also worked for other people. Um, I don't have any employees, but Sean, as the per only person on the show that does have employees, I think, do you care about creating a meaningful work experience or environment for your employees? And if you do, how do you manifest that? Well, this is like a loaded question. Hell no, I don't care. Karen. <laughs> Are you making money? No, get them stepping, man. No, no, uh, making your employees happy and giving them meaning purpose. It's like a it's a mind F to be honest with you. Like, let me keep it. <laughs> you can make your employees feel a sense of worth and a sense of fulfillment, make more money. They'll be more committed to your job. You know, from the, you know, from the work equation, how do you, how do employers create more meaningful work for the employees? Well, you have to explain to them like the big picture, you know, you don't give them, you don't tell them, Hey, I pay you $10 an hour and I make $300 an hour, but you make them think of the greater purpose of to what they're doing. You cultivate like a team-oriented workplace, like how we do it with our show, Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We all play a critical role in this show. I mean, Karen, I, I do a lot of the research. Karen puts it all together beautifully, and Matt edits it and knocks it out to this beautiful show. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a sense of purpose. Everybody feels that they're part of the equation with our team. Um, making feeling people of the overall mission, like 
I countlessly repeat to my staff, like what our purpose is, how we're trying to serve, how we're trying to give people access to goods and services and so forth and get things across the world in a timely manner, you know, reinforcing whatever our mission statement is, you know, your mission statement, every employee should know what your mission statement is and why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and feedback, constructive, positive feedback. If they're doing a good job, let them know, acknowledge that. And, um, that to me leaves the greatest satisfaction satisfaction and happiness at work. Like a team player. I, I'm a sports oriented guy, as you know, Matt. You know, and I believe on my You play sports? On my work of basketball team, everybody has a role, Matt. Even you sitting on the bench, you're there to cheer <laughs> us on while we execute, Matt. <laughs> so everybody plays a role, nice. Matt. On my on my basketball team of life. Okay. You play a role, Matt. You are important to me in my ecosystem, brother. Do you right. see how I said that? You're important to me in my ecosystem. That's wow. your value, Matthew. <laughs> you edit my podcast, so good job finding satisfaction. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I, I, I'll take that. That that that's great, Sean. But I, I would like to add a, a separate, a separate but connected point to this. Obviously, kind of, we talked touched on this that some people are big on find your passion and find your your purpose and all those things. And I'm not poo pooing that at all. I think that's a beautiful thing. But I do think there's a something to the point of just personal standards and like, regardless of the job, you should hold yourself to a level of professionalism. And like, whether it's, you know, like I I work in television and film and a lot of times, you know, the the title, I've been the PA or or a runner where my job was to run errands. I've been a mid-level person, I've been the executive producer, I've been like kind of every position, but if I'm walking on set and I see a piece of trash on the ground, it's like I would pick it up. And a lot of the people who have trained me or mentored me, they're those kind of people who they're not too big to pick up the piece of trash on the, on the, on the, on the ground. Or if you're working, you know, when I'm in college or in the early part of my adult life, when you're working a job that you have no passion or, or you know, it's not your purpose, but you still do the job properly you do it with pride and you just hold your you can find your your meaningful life experiences and your passions and purpose also away from the workplace if you have a job that you you accept because you need the job there is something just to be said about holding yourself to a personal standard mm-hmm. well that and can that, be meaningful know, for you also personally like any job could be a milestone and uh you know like path to independence and fulfillment and all that kind of stuff i mean you know if you just are working a job just to have money because money does stuff that you love <laughs> and that fulfills you great well sean that's interesting from your perspective as like a, a self own business person, you own your own business. But Matt, I know that you work in a corporate environment also and have people reporting to you. So what do you do for those people, if anything at all? <laughs> uh, I mean, for me personally, it's about communicating with them and understanding that regardless of their position, if they're lower level, mid-level or upper level, like everyone is is looking to have growth for the most part, I don't think, you know, if you're the receptionist that you necessarily want to be there forever. If you're a entry level production assistant or a, a, a young accountant, you probably at some point, maybe you want to be a senior accountant or maybe you want to grow. And I just to me, I, I always believe because I know that's how I want it to be treated is you want to talk to your staff about their own career trajectory. Now, you don't 
spend every day doing this, but there's check-ins, you know, throughout the year. Maybe there's a sit-down time where you talk to your your team and try to find out what they're trying to do and where they're trying to go and also explain to them where they fit in and, and what's important about what they're doing. So to me, that's the balance is just communicating what they're doing in their purpose right now and why it's important. And so it's clearly defined, but then also talking to them about where they're trying to go so you can also aid in their career development. Yeah, I think a, I think a good boss trains their employees and, and like kind of manages them to leave. I have an employee that's at my store. He's a really talented artist. You know, I've supported him by buying his artwork, by he put up a mural at my store to support him. And I'm always, you know, I've connected him even to one of my friends where he has some of his artwork displayed in, in California. So my, I think as an employer, your job is to, you know, educate, train, teach your staff that they can outgrow their position. And hopefully there'll be a position internally within, but if not, they move on to bigger and better pastures and they'll never forget you. I think that's the purpose, not to kind of hold them down. That was really deep. I wish someone would ask me what my dreams are. <laughs> Karen, I have a question about you. Oh my God, Gary, you're so important. <laughs> I, have an, I have an important question to ask you, Karen. Please. What are your dreams? Where are you trying to go? Oh, Matt, you do guys. not open that kind of word. Can we just leave it alone? Let's just close out the show. I'll have a good night. I really don't want to know what's in Karen's dreams. Matt, Tune in for part two. two exactly. Where Karen's we dreams. discuss Karen's dreams for no other reason All than right. to talk about Karen. Well, on that note, we will save that for a follow-up special edition of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. What does Karen want? Um, but... <laughs> But for now, I, I think um, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of this episode. And I just would, would my, my takeaway in all this is to as adults that are listening is to exercise wisdom. If you're searching for your purpose and your passion, that's fine. But all sometimes you may not find that in your your job to keep your lights on, you're paying your bills. But whatever you're doing, I think we have a personal responsibility to be professional and take pride in what we're doing and, and understand we're all connected so that's my two cents and i also think that we should be easier on ourselves and on other people um when it comes to over identifying the person with the job right like i've been in a situation too where i just don't want to talk about it <laughs> i'm doing a job that i have to do and that's not who i am you know and so maybe the the first question isn't always like what do you do um but what is your Dream. <laughs> that sounded horrible, even to me. I, I don't always need to know everybody's dream. I do necessarily want to know what they do, but I, that makes me part of the problem. <laughs> and um, and the, the truth is that no one can, what is that quote or whatever? I'm going to misquote it, but like people can't trigger you unless you're, you, there's already a trigger there, <laughs> right? So someone, if you feel bad because someone said, what do you do? And you feel weird about it. That's not because they ask the question. It's because you already just feel weird about that. And then you have to address something in yourself, right? Because there's no shame in that game at all. Having a day job and being an artist is not shameful. Having a job to support a family or a job to parent or a job to have a job is not shameful. It's meaningful and it's important. You just hit the name of the show. You just hit the target on the show. It's meaningful. It's about meaningful. And I would like listeners to like open up their meaning, their, their understanding of what meaning and purpose is. Don't think that it's do or die doing what you love to do or you failed or that's the only thing in life. There's a greater picture and a greater purpose that you can serve and still. And I think once you find that greater purpose and greater meaning, it ultimately leads to happiness. You know, the thing was people were, the, were always thinking about you must find happiness. Life mm -hmm. has failed if you don't find happiness. Happiness, mm -hmm. happiness, happiness. And I think that's a huge misconception. Once you find oh, meaning and purpose, God. you will find happiness. You know? <laughs> 
I know you can wow me in the background. I'm a happy camper, but listen, bro, happiness is not necessarily the key. It's meaning and purpose and whatever that defines and whatever that your definition of what meaning and purpose will be. And that's what I'm trying to say, Matt, because you know what? I'm Sean, the better half of two black guys with good credit. <laughs> and like I say, every show, Matt, I give meaning to this. Know that your money is your money and you better keep it in your damn pocket. And I'm out. And if you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to comment on what I just said, you don't agree. If you do agree or do not agree, I don't, you know, you can send us a message at tbgwgc at gmail.com. That's two black guys with good credit at gmail.com. And Matt, I'm out of here. Peace. Kim. Yep. And I am Karen Margolis. I'm a third of two black guys with good credit. I'm the Jew third. <laughs> and I always say that it doesn't matter what you did. It only matters what you do next. It really only matters what you do next. Everything's fixable as long as you're alive. And odds are you are truly fine. <laughs> and, and, and where can they find you, Karen? You can find me on all the stuff. It's Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. All right. And... Like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you don't change your attitude or your perspective, if you hate what you're doing, if you hate, you know, what you what your job or, or whatever, if you're not liking it, maybe you just need to have an attitude adjustment, or maybe you need to get out of that job and find something. Search for the passion, search for your your purpose, but change. Look at look inward at, at your attitude. And that might help change your outlook and you can find meaning in what you're doing. So like I said, nothing changes if nothing changes. So get to making some changes. I'm Matt Smith for Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Thanks for tuning in. And we're out of here. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.